This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fenway Rundown. We're excited to announce Mass Live's new baseball podcast. I'm Chris Cotillo. I'm going to be hosting this show. Going to get going about once a week, uh, at least to start. We were supposed to start next week and launch with the official episode number one early next week. But uh, as many of you have seen on Twitter, I've been running a charity auction that has kind of uh, taken off in the last few days. So we wanted to get our soft opening and an episode zero up to start. This one's going to be a little bit different. Usually when we have guests on here, I'll be kind of moderating and hosting. Uh, that's, I guess that's what hosts do. But today, we have a little something a little different for you. It's Matt Votor, my colleague from Mass Live, is going to be doing the asking, and I'll be doing the answering. So, Matt, take it away from here. Thanks, Chris. Um, so, I guess for starters, for, for let's let's talk about how this this auction came to be. You uh, you're selling a lot of of baseball memorabilia started a lot of things that you had autographed kind of walk us through the uh the beginning of of how this all how this all came in yeah i mean for uh, honestly you had uh an indirect well i guess kind of direct role in starting it on easter um the last few years i've always posted this video that i was on like a local news channel when i was really little and they asked me if i wanted to be the easter bunny when i grew up i said yes i hopped around and after tweeting that matt decided to uh, say he'd give $25 to a food bank if I recreated that video, which I didn't want to do. And so I guess uh, indirectly, I guess uh, launching this huge auction is my get out of jail free card on that. Uh, because I don't know. I- I mean, I don't I know still that you could. have gotten out of jail free here. I, I'm still that's that's twenty five dollars. Let's be clear. Other people have volunteered to match. I realize now you've you've gotten some numbers up there on, uh, that are that much dwarf that. But uh, but that that still stands out there. If you can get if you can recreate that video myself, Mark Bertrand of, of the Sports Hub and Sean and mm-hmm. Sean Risley all volunteered twenty five dollars if you do that. So that's that's still kicking around. I believe my dad did too. So I think that's a hundred dollars. Right. We'll we'll have to do that later. But anyway, while I saw that, I thought, wow, that quick that would be a quick hundred dollars for a food bank. That would be cool. Maybe I should start some sort of charity thing. And I was just laying on the couch. I'm at my parents' house, kind of riding out the pandemic here, uh, because it's a lot easier to get food. Um, and uh, I'm lucky enough to have parents who. Uh, are, uh, have a nice house to stay in here uh, away from my apartment. So I've been staying here and noticed that there are a ton of baseball cards and a ton of autographs that I got when I was in middle school and elementary school just kind of hanging out in a binder. Um, and it just dawned on, my, dawned on me at that point on Sunday night, like, we should start auctioning these off. Maybe people will bid. And, and I texted Chris Smith, our other colleague at Mass Live, saying, do you think people are going to bid? Maybe people won't. The first one was an Adrian Beltre card that really wasn't getting any traction for the first few uh, minutes, and I was getting nervous that this was never going to take off or never be anything. So um, after a while, it did, and, and by the end of Sunday night, we had raised about $600 for different charities. It's simple. Put a card up, put an item up, an autograph, see where it gets, set a bidding deadline, see how much people are willing to pay for it. The high bidder then donates to the charity that either I choose, sometimes they choose, that we mix and match. A lot of it has been food banks and things that directly 
impact those affected by COVID-19. So um, they DM me that they have uh, donated and I get the item out to them in the mail. Sometimes their experiences, I'm sure we'll talk about some of the big items, but um, it's been crazy over, uh, you know, now four days, about 85 items. And we just had about 21,000 raised for uh, a variety of charities. When you started this, what, like, what would you have considered a success to be like when you started doing this what, what was there a number you had in mind maybe we'll raise x amount of dollars was there something you had sort of in your head that uh that you thought maybe this would, would take it to a different level uh, not really i i mean i had kind of no idea how anybody would value this stuff um i know people have different favorite teams and favorite players they value things differently and are willing to pay different amounts obviously so I really didn't have an idea to say I had a goal early. Uh, I didn't. Um, but I, I do kind of remember thinking, well, you know, maybe if I make $100 a day this week, that's $500 by the end of the week. That would be a really sizable donation. So the fact that a lot of people have stepped up, not just uh, the people bidding, which have been extremely generous people, um, but people donating, a lot of people in the industry, a lot of people in baseball, it's uh, it's blown up. It's become a full-time job, as you know, as someone who's <laughs> had to take on the burden of writing some baseball stuff in the last couple of days while I uh, run the auction house over there, as you said, uh, over here. So, um, But no, no goal. Just uh, And now there's no goal either. It's just uh, keep going until there's no market for it or um, or whatever. But it's, uh, it's kind of turned things upside down in, in just a few days for me. Is it nice? I mean, in, in, for a lot of people, those middle school acquired baseball cards and, and sign things that you'll always have those, you'll always have those memories of actually meeting those people, but to, to turn those memories, which are good into something tangible, good for other people. Has, has that been kind of a, a pretty uplifting experience for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really never thought about, uh, you know, I always obviously remembered getting the autographs from 10, 12, eight, 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. Um, and I remember the experiences, have pictures with guys, stuff like that. But I never actively would, you know, go over whenever I was home at my parents' place, would go over to the closet and open the binder and be kind of admire them or frame anything. I mean, they're they're literally in a closet. Um, and so to me, I, I guess there is a sentimental value, but I think doing the job has changed things. You know, I open the binder and I see Mitch Moreland signed two rookie cards for me, I guess, in 2010 or 20, uh, 2009 when he was with the Rangers and first coming up. Well, Mitch is a guy that I've now covered for, you know, almost two full years and relationships obviously different between a fan and a player and a reporter and a player. And sure. to me, yeah, it's cool to have that, but it, someone would really appreciate it. And um, so uh, we, we put the, the, that up, that got some good bids the other night on Sunday is one of the first items. So it's, um, you know, there, there's really nothing in this collection I consider off limits. Um, if I had a Brady autograph, that might be different, but I don't. <laughs> uh, so everything is, is probably, you know, up for grabs. And, uh, I, I'm getting much more out of it in terms of, uh, like you said, the sentimental value knowing, even though it kind of hasn't hit, uh, it's hard just to you know see the numbers going through and see the donations going through. It's kind of hard to kind of realize the impact, but obviously 21,000 already in four days is a huge number and hopefully it just keeps growing. So as you said before, and this, it's worth repeating, you put an item up, you, you've been showing pictures of the items when you have a picture to, to show and then someone will, someone will, will, uh, they'll DM up to, uh, they'll, they'll send you tweets up to a certain point saying what the what the the bid is when the when the time run that you've set runs out 
then you DM them to tell them that they're the winner. Yeah. They then send their uh, their they they the there's, you're not in the middle of the handling any of the money. They will then send uh, their charitable contribution to the charity directly, and then they'll send you a screenshot of of showing that they did that. Is that is that? Uh, yeah, that's it. That and the, there's been no problems so far. I mean, there's been. No fake bids uh, that I can tell. There have been nobody who's purchased something and then not followed through or not gotten back to me. People have been awesome and they've exceeded. They've opened up their wallets, you know, in a great way, obviously, um, for kind of your run of the mill items and, and for lesser players. And it's been it's been incredible. So um, it's an easy process. I, I kind of, you know, I didn't want to ever be the middleman in terms of the money because that gets that gets tough and sure. Uh, so I'm picking charities that are specifically, you know, easily accessible by people where they can go and just look on uh, look online and and be able to donate quickly and put the credit card in and it's easy as that. Screenshot a receipt, email it to me, and I put it in my large, large, large mail stack. Yeah. So, uh, um, so that was the next thing I was going to ask you. What? Uh... How do you choose the charity? Are you tying the charity to the item, or are you tie? Are you just are picking charities as it goes, or how, how how are you picking the charities themselves? Just mixing and matching it. You know, sometimes it makes sense. Kurt Schilling item last night, an autograph and a card with a piece of his jersey. Kurt Schilling is a guy who's always been huge on ALS charities throughout his entire career and, and uses a platform for that. So that was pick your own ALS charity. Chris Smith donated a Brock Holt ball. I went a sign ball that went for $275, which was great. Uh, Brock, when he was in Boston, as everybody knows, was huge with the Jimmy Fund. So why not, you know, kind of honor him by doing that? So things like that, mixing and matching here and there. I mean, some of it is kind of, you know, random. Uh, Al Kaline the other day, who just uh, passed away, had an autograph of his. That went to someone in Detroit. And they donated to a Detroit food bank. So it's kind of doing that, trying to tie it sometimes. But other times, you know, there, there's no no such thing as a bad charity right now. So um, sure. So, and if people donate, let them pick as well. Now, for uh, was was Alex Cora getting involved? Did that kind of raise the level of uh, talk about how he got involved, and did that that kind of raise the level of of sort of awareness that people had, and, and maybe some of the bidding as as things got going? Yeah, for sure. You know, when we were when I was first doing this, it was just kind of you know regular uh, bids and, and nothing crazy and and weren't seeing any verified accounts popping up but uh, jason veritech autograph was up there and alex uh decided to get on his phone and bid a hundred dollars and um he reached out and said hey let me know if i win that veritech autograph and i was laughing because i was like this is you know not only did you win a world series with him in 2007 but you also had him on your coaching staff basically for two years i'm sure if you wanted an autograph you don't need to outbid the poor fans who are trying to get it well you can just text him um but obviously he did it you know, kind of to support the platform. I said, oh, well, why don't you raise the stakes a little bit and sweeten the pot? And he uh, went looking through his house, found two shoes. Managers don't wear cleats, I guess. I, I guess I never really thought of that. They really don't have a need to. So they're turfs that he uh, wore during uh, while he was manager of the Red Sox um, during a game, New Balance. He uh, said he'd sign them and auction them off. So Monday we did that. Um Alex said that he would match anybody that uh, came up or any top bid. It ended up that uh, a great uh, guy that I've, I've gotten to know um, virtually this week um, in Pennsylvania, uh, Ryan Rapley. He's a big collector. He wanted it. Uh, so he bid $550 for Alex Cora's shoes. Uh, 
Jared Carabas then decided, hey, I also want a shoe. I'll match 550, Ryan. Uh, let's split them. Alex will sign one, sign each shoe, send one to each of us, and I'll take you to a game to make up for the lost shoe, for lack of a better term. And Alex's match brought that auction to 1650, and that's kind of the moment I was like, wow, this is this is starting to be some big money. Um, you know, and Alex it was awesome to start that, and we've had some other people jump in in the last few days as well. Ken Rosenthal had a signed bow tie that went for 300. That just arrived at my house, so I have to get that out in the mail to the winner. Um, <clears throat> section Ken 10 with it. We should be worth noting here. Ken Rosenthal has been a great supporter of charity over yep. his career. He wears different bow ties during different broadcasts, each of which are connected to different charities that, that he's involved with. So, um, not surprising. I thought I thought it was funny for me what monitoring that you had a Ken Rosenthal autograph in there yeah. that, that ended up being part of this as well. And that's kind of how that started. I just tweeted at him. He I asked for people to promote it. You know, he's the preeminent baseball writer in the country, um, if we're not counting Matt Votor. And uh, <laughs> and so he uh, for him tweeting that out, that was huge. Get it really got it in front of a lot of eyes in the baseball community. And when he did that, I said. I kind of remember glancing at a Ken Rosenthal autograph in my binder, and I was like, "Oh well, this is this is crazy." I mean, honestly, I would never have thought to put that up for bids because it's not, you know, compared to some of the other people I have. No offense to Ken. I mean, it's I got Hall of Famers in here, and uh, Al K Line and Ortiz and those types of guys. Um, but I saw an opportunity once Ken and I could get, you know, into that playful banter. I guess we did, and. He uh, decided to offer up a bow tie, and it went from all the way up to 300. So that was great. Um, we a lot of things like that have happened where you know it kind of snowballs quickly, and all of a sudden you're looking at you know I guess kind of crooked numbers on the board. So the guys from Section 10 and the people over at Nesson ha- have kind of brought this into not only just items that you can win, but experiences that you can yeah. win. And that that seems like that's that's brought this to a different level. And, and what uh, can you describe what both of those things uh, both of those things are that they, that they that they offered and 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 what uh, what that's meant? Yeah, I mean it's they have offered uh, very generously. I'm I'm good friends with the Section 10 crew, especially Steve Peralt and Jared Carabas and Bryn Foley, who's the producer there. And uh, you know they obviously have an unbelievable following. Um, I show up there uh, on the show sometimes for some brief cameos and um, have developed, you know, friendships with all those people for the last couple of years. So, you know, once Jared kind of got involved with the buying the chorus shoe, um, I went to them and I said, Hey, will you guys take fans to games all the time. Let's do one for charity. I said, sure. And uh, I was up to three fifty in three minutes. Um, it was up to a thousand in a couple hours. And, and we ended up having six different fans bidding over $1,500. We, committed to have each of them go to a game with the section 10 crew. So that's just going to a game with Jared and Steve Coley, Mick and Bren and enjoying the game with those guys. And, and all the, all that entails, which, uh, this is a family show. So we might have to leave out <laughs> some of the, uh, well, baseball taverns closed. So I don't know where they're going to go, where we're going to go. Um, but it's, uh, so that was great today. Put out another call to action. I'm not going and soliciting via DM or text. I, I think that's, a uh, that's a place I don't want to go, but I'm sending out you know public message. Hey, if you want to bid on, if you want to donate and you're in a position to do so, not necessarily the public because it's overwhelming. I appreciate that, but I, I I'll, we can talk about that in a minute. Exactly what I think on that. But um, Tom Karen 
DM me and said, Hey, let's do a Nesson package. And I said, all right, film a video and, um, talk about exactly what you're donating and Nesson with, this is up right now. I'm not sure by the time uh, the podcast gets up, it'll still be open at 10 PM tonight, but Nesson's offering a personalized VIP tour around the ballpark. You get to meet the announcers, watch the pregame show, watch practice. And right before I hopped on here, uh, the top bid was $1,000 for that. So really cool packages. I think these are things, especially in a time where it doesn't seem like there's a light at the end of the, ton- of the tunnel in terms of when we're getting sports and baseball back, that um, this is going to be uh, something that people can look forward to, these two really cool experiences at Fenway, and hopefully more that get donated. Now you had mentioned uh, uh, if somebody in the public wants to wants to donate, you're you're a little bit over capacity at the moment, but to uh, living back in your childhood bedroom, probably not even room to keep to hold on to all of these uh, these things that are being donated. But you said uh, if somebody wants to if somebody wanted to to donate something, you encourage them you, to put it up themselves. They can do exactly what you're doing, and you and you'll make sure that that uh, that you tweet out what they're doing. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I noticed and I've been talking to Mike Giardi from NFL Network um, and he is doing something similar with his collection. And I think he raised $2,000 on day one yesterday. So, I mean, this is all going to charity. It's not like anybody's competing here. There, I've gotten a lot of DMs, a lot of emails. I've gotten Instagram DMs, which is new, um, about people trying to donate things to my collection so I can put them out. And um, I really appreciate that, but I, I am... Oh, at capacity and way over capacity on what I can offer. So what I say to you as the public with any items is donate uh, or, or put them up for bids, ask the public to bid and pick a charity and uh, run the same process as I am and tag me in the tweet and I'll retweet it so that it gets out to a larger audience and, and everybody can kind of make their impact that way. Um, you know, I think obviously people, um, are willing to help they're ready to help and it's been awesome i wish i could take everything in but um i have 80 pack 45 packages went out yesterday 40 more are going out today or tomorrow and then all the stuff that i'm auctioning off today and tomorrow it just is a never-ending full-time job so um we gotta cap it at some point but like i said i encourage people to do that um and if you're in baseball if you're you know if you're a, a coach a player you have uh, an experience to offer a zoom call um donate that i mean the where people are looking for things to do um even in horrible economic times people have money to spend for good causes so um every dollar is going to help i don't know where we're going to end i don't know what what goal so to speak we're going to reach but every dollar is a win um and and people have been absolutely phenomenal so far this is pretty much going to happen until your binder is empty uh yeah it's gonna we're, we're a ways away from that and then once that happens then we go to the next binder which probably has better stuff in it Nice. Um, so, you know, I, I, uh, I forgot kind of how much I was into the autograph thing in middle school, but you look back at some of these names and some of the names I have, I've not even cracked open the eight by tens yet in there. It's like, you know, Cal Ripken and Johnny Bench and Fred Lynn and Jim Rice and a really nice Dwight Evans picture. I expect you to bid on Matt. And, uh, <laughs> so that a lot of that kind of stuff. And, um, and a lot of really, really cool items from donors that have come out uh, that'll be coming out in the next couple of days. Well, let's. Uh, well, before we break some news on some things that yeah, we have we have some news breaking to do. But before we get to that, some of these autographs that you acquired when you were in, in middle school, which was I, I think three years ago, um, 
where do you have any fun experiences of the people that you met and kind of a funny funny scenario or anything that that uh that came that that led to some of these autographs yeah i i think you know like if i i look back at some of it now as someone who like interacts with athletes every day and i cringe because it's awkward in some cases but uh my mom loves to go to the natick mall so we would go there a lot like you know on the weekends or the day off from school, whatever, and bring a couple of my friends. We walk around and think when you're in sixth grade and you're walking around the Natick Mall by yourself, you think you're the absolute man. So we were uh, we were doing that two set two back to back times uh, when I was probably in sixth or seventh grade. First time, the first time we were in Neiman Marcus or Nordstrom. Not that we could afford anything, but just because we were taking a walk and bumped into Kurt Schilling, and I was like, oh my god, it's Kurt Schilling, and I had these little autograph cards that I had in my wallet for some reason, and Kurt Schilling signed it. <laughs> and then the second one was, I think, in the same store. where I Maybe we were inspired by the Kurt Schilling sighting and decided to go see who we could find. And uh, Teddy Bruschi walked by. And I, you know, Teddy Bruschi is my favorites of all time, you know, being as big of a Pats fan as I have been. Um, not anymore that Brady's a buck. But uh, we... Uh, at that point, I decided to the really shrewd slash really stalkerish move as probably a sixth grader of going to whether it was Dick's Sporting Goods in the mall or some Olympia Olympia or something like that, buying a Patriots mini helmet and a blue Sharpie and then running back and seeing if I could get Brewski to sign it. And I can only imagine what Brewski's reaction was when some kid at the mall is prepared with a Sharpie and a mini helmet. But that was the level of, yeah, it was probably absolutely jarring. Um, so, but that was, I guess that was, I was into it. And those are a couple of the cool stories. I mean, the rest are just like at Fenway down by the dugout. Um, a lot of really good guys then. I mean, the best players in baseball and a lot of guys who were young players who weren't good yet, but now are. So they're, those are gone up in value, but and I got a lot of duplicates, too. I mean, there's a lot of guys that I have, like, four or five cards signed by over time because I'd spend the whole summer at Fenway whenever they were home going in. And um, so I uh, big shout-out to my parents for taking me and before they let me take the train in. So um, because we, we, we uh, have a pretty good collection here, and uh, it's uh, doing a lot of good right now. And so it's worth noting, too, if people can't get to Fenway during the off-season, if they want to get – Autographs that that Neiman Marcus in the in the Natick Mall is a good place. Yeah, to it might have been Nordstrom I around, forget, but yeah, Neiman Marcus Nordstrom, one of those. If you're walking around the Natick Mall, maybe Auntie Annie's pretzels or whatever that you're you'll decent chance that you'll run into somebody famous is, is what I'm taking. And then from, the time out, so it went Schilling, Brewski. The time after that, I was like, I got to keep the streak alive. I remember actively thinking it, and I saw <laughs> I saw Celtics great Keon Dueling. If you remember him. Yeah, Missouri alum. Okay, I didn't know that, but there you go. Yeah, I saw Keon Dueling, and that was I was like, wow. Well, this is a I had two borderline Hall of Famers, and now we're at Keon Dueling. So next time, I'm definitely just gonna regress into not seeing anybody at all, and that was correct. So, um, <laughs> so, but yeah, the Natick Mall is a historic hotspot. I remember friends seeing Shaq there and Gronk there and Tyler Sagan and all these people. So there you go. Nice. All right, let's break some news. You've got some uh, some auctions upcoming with with some uh, some pretty good stuff that uh, that people if, certainly people if if uh, if they're if they want to get something unique or something interesting, you've you've got some coming. What uh, t- tell us what uh, what what people can look forward to seeing? Yeah, so I uh, 
have not. I try not to uh, announce what's going on before, but I guess there really isn't any reason to. I think I just kind of like the. Uh, it feels like I'm breaking a story. I guess every time you I like put the something ta-da aspect. Yeah, of it. because it feels it feels like I'm breaking a signing, which uh, it reminds me of when I used to be good at my job back in 2013, and um, and actually break some stuff uh, instead of just retweeting Chris Smith and you all the time. But uh, I, I am going to. Uh, the Red Sox have graciously donated a jersey signed by Xander Bogart that is going to go up um, at some point, probably tonight, to Thursday night, uh, if not Friday morning. Um, and uh, we have a, a, another uh, collection that has uh, kind of been offered to me as, as things we could offer up. We have a ton of cards that uh, a collector is, is willing to offer up. Uh, I'll just give you a couple hints. We got a Chris Sale autographed card, which is very cool. Um, obviously, um, God, there's a lot of really good players in here. Uh, we got a couple more Veritex to come. Uh, there's a Nomar Garcia Para card in there that I personally uh, would want to bid on because he was my guy growing up. There's another Bogarts autograph. And then... Uh, I cannot necessarily say fully because it's not done yet, but we have something in the works where fans are going to be able to bid on an exclusive Zoom session, which is all the rage right now, Zoom. Nice. Uh, they're, they're the only business in the world that's benefiting from COVID. Um, and uh, so because everybody is home, but we're going to auction that off. I believe I have not finished the details of it with a couple of really well-known uh baseball personalities in boston they're going to do a, a private zoom from what i can tell i'm not sure exactly when that's going to be but uh hopefully that'll be really cool for someone and a really cool highlight when and changing up you know the monotony of sitting at home so that's just some of the stuff coming down the line i'm sure when i get off this call i'll check my phone and see that there is even more because people have been incredible like i've said so keep donating uh keep bidding it's uh been incredible i am astonished by the generosity of everybody especially like i said during a tough economic time i'll keep putting stuff out there matt will keep uh writing in my place along with chris <laughs> on, on all these crazy plans major league baseball has to play on the moon or whatever um but it's uh thanks for all the support so far well let's let we'd be remiss that the, the main thing that we haven't mentioned that we should is uh is your twitter your twitter handle uh, tell that to people and uh, so people can follow along. People that want to uh, jump in on bid and bid on some of this stuff. Yeah, Chris Cotillo, C H R I S C O T I L L O. Despite what the Section 10 guys might tell you, it's it's Tillo instead of Tio. It is Italian. Uh, I guess that doesn't matter for the spelling, so there's no reason to say it out loud. But C O T I L L O. And uh, hopefully, if you are not following, you will. If you're following and don't want to bid, you can mute me and bring me back when the baseball season starts. Um, but hopefully we'll continue to see this grow in baseball circles and get the word out. And like I said, if any other reporters out there want to start their own auctions, they have big followings to do so. If any players, managers, GMs, anybody wants to donate something, they're more than welcome. Broadcasters, mass live columnists, anything. So uh, <laughs> we appreciate everything coming in. Hey, give us a quick... Uh... So to give us a quick update for the 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 episode. If this is episode zero, episode one of the podcast is coming. What uh what what what's what's coming and what can people expect? Yeah, well this podcast, the Fenway Rundown, it's something we've been kind of had we've had in the works for the last couple months at Mass Live. Uh, we were supposed to launch on opening day, but opening day obviously didn't happen. So we're waiting a little bit longer. 
um, or we waited a little bit longer. We we finally got clearance to launch next week. The original idea for sec- for episode one is going to be a roundtable discussion where Matt, Chris, and I kind of talked about the um, implications of coronavirus on baseball, what we thought of some of the plans going on, and kind of just doing a roundtable discussion that way. Um, so I, I don't know if you want to double up twice in four or five days, Matt, but I'm down to still do that if you are. And, uh, <laughs> well, let me check my calendar. I've got so much going on. Yeah, you get a lot. I know we all do. So, um, but yeah, the, the intention would be a weekly podcast. You know, I, uh, I did one with CLNS last year and really enjoyed it. Now I'm glad to have one in house with mass live, um, to be able to kind of have everything on the same platform. I know Andrew Callahan, our former teammate is now at the Herald did a really successful, uh, Patriots podcast that I, I went on once. I'm sure you went on a couple of times. And, uh, so we're kind of passing that torch along to me, um, as the season progresses, I'm not sure what it'll look like. We'll probably change it up week by week, but interviews, special guests, special segments, all that kind of stuff, and uh, um, just trying to keep you up to date on everything involving the Red Sox. Sounds great. I look, looking forward to uh, both listening and participating. Thank you, Matt. So uh, that'll wrap up episode zero. Went a little longer than we anticipated, but uh, you know it's all for a good cause. So get bidding. That's Chris Cotillo on Twitter. We'll see you next time on the Fenway Rundown.